everyone, welcome to another episode of the Poets Box Series. Today we'll be in conversation with Jasmine Jane, a spoken word artist, aeronautic engineer, and musician. Hello, Jasmine. Welcome to I Am Balletcast's Poetry Box Series. I'm glad to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me on this episode today. I'm doing great, Jasmine. Thank you for joining us once again. Our usual tradition here is to read your bio to our listeners so they will understand a little bit more about you before we start our conversation. So to our listeners out there, Jasmine Jade is a young writer and poet that's bent on changing the world one mind at a time. She periodically publishes her short stories and other musings on her blog and is a recent graduate of aircraft engineering. She has great stages across northern Nigeria including the prestigious Kaduna Book and Arts Festival and Lagos International Poetry Festival. Her coming-of-age work spans faith, race, culture, and womanhood in poetry, prose, and music. She has a penchant for cuisine and languages. When she's not cheating on engineering with literature, she sings. Her socials are at the Jasmine Jade. And um, interestingly, you, uh, you're an aircraft engineer, so like, what led you to this? What made you decide that, okay, I'm going to start writing poetry? Is this something you've always had? Or is it something that grew into you or something you stumbled on when you graduated? Or have you always been writing poetry, like, even when you were studying aircraft engineering? I'm curious to know, and I'm sure our listeners are curious to know. So I think I started writing poetry when I didn't even know I was writing poetry. It's just sort of a pastime hobby in school secondary school and i didn't know it was poetry until i found other people who did the same and they called themselves poets i was like oh okay i do the same thing too so it doesn't make me poet so yeah i actually started writing music this this is a weird fact it was rap music and you know rap is just poetry with lyrics and poetry with um, a beat, so yeah, started out writing rap when I was a fake musician, <laughs> yeah, so I just graduated into writing poetry full-time-ish at the time, yes, so I didn't always know it was poetry when I started until much later, so yes, poetry has always been there, writing basically has always been there. I used to write a lot. I used to write on, I was not the kind of child that wrote on everything, but I used to write like constructive things. I, I still have like mini diaries from primary school even, where I used to just pen down my thoughts. And yeah, I think that's how it flowed into poetry, no music first then poetry. So yeah, it's been it's quite an amazing journey so far, I guess. So, so we can say that you started out a love affair, basically. Your love affair with poetry and writing has always been, it's always been your first love. It's always been there. But then when was the moment you decided, oh, okay, I'm going to make a career out of this? Was it when you graduated or was it when um, 
or was it in school while you were writing and then where you found other while you found other people who decided they were going to be poets then you decided okay i'm going to study aircraft engineering but then i'm also going to be a poet walk us through that experience like when was the moment you decided oh i am going to write poetry and i'm going to focus on writing sending out works and that's that brings me to another question like do you send out works do you publish do you have works published in journals or do you just perform and write i don't think there's uh well if there is i don't remember but i just know there was a time i felt comfortable with letting people hear things i wrote in secret yes so I think when I was in that phase, I felt comfortable sharing my work. And it was, I think it was more about me than about anybody else. Because sharing, there's, there's something sharing my poetry does to me. It's kind of a healing process for me to be able to let people hear my work. It's similar to letting people in to how you feel or things you're going through so it's yeah just that final step of healing for me from whatever it is i'm writing about is getting people or letting people hear what i have written about so there was no that i didn't think i've ever sat and thought oh i write i should write and perform and all that it just happened naturally i guess and uh, I think people could relate to, I don't know the magic <laughs> behind it, but I feel people could relate to some of the things I write about a lot. So yeah, it just, it just happened. I didn't, I didn't sit and plan a whole uh, career around it. It's not really career for me. It's it's different for me. A lot of people write poetry and uh, they write poetry to write. And I think mine, I write poetry when the water is stirred. It's an analogy where it's a season and when things happen, poetry naturally flows out of those experiences for me. So it's not a, I can't, I really can't try. I can try to sit and say I'm going to write 10 poems this week and publish them. But my kind of poetry comes from pain or healing or joy or just some kind of emotions that I can't box and milk whenever I need to submit something. So I don't, I don't, I'm not the poet that submits to all journals and has that, I mean, they are published in this bio, this review, this, their work appears in yada yada. No, not, at least not yet. I don't, I haven't been led to pursue publishing the most I do is publish on my on my blog like my site and um, like my bio says so yeah I just poetry is different for me I'm not the conventional poet yes yeah I understand and that brings me to another question another thing that um I would like us to talk about is there something do you believe that there's like a standard there is this um this standard with poets or with just random with generally or in the literary world where they feel like or where people feel like um 
poets writers have a like there is a conventional way in quotes to write there is this um say maybe i feel like it's either for older writers and poets where they feel like even if you've been published in journals published everywhere if you do not have a novel if you do not have a book you are not up to that standard and where um if you're saying an instagram poet in quotes you aren't valid do you believe that this is something that's uh is this do you believe that this is how it is or is it just it's just me because I believe that there is something, there's this standard that people are meant to uphold that, that because um, not all poets can submit. Some poets get their inspiration from emotions just like you and then they just, they write and sometimes they don't submit. So they publish it on their blogs. They have blogs. They have Instagram pages. They are Instagram poets that are popular for posting videos pictures things on instagram and then they just they perform poetry and they get invited to perform poetry through instagram but then older writers or just the system or the literary world feels like they are not accomplished yet because they do not have a book or they do not have um they haven't been their work hasn't been accepted into journals and anthologies uh, yeah, I believe the world is constantly evolving, and standards are as well. Uh, it's the same way for, let's say, success, what people de- um, define success as. And you, you probably won't be able to say, oh, I'm wealthy in this country, for example. And people look at you and ask, where's your house? Where's your car? Where's your husband? Where are your children? And all all sorts of things that define our success. I think it's the same for poetry. Uh, when you say you're a poet, people look at you and ask, okay, where's your book? Where's your your what, your album? Where's your, where are you, where, where, where's your work published in and all that? So people, people, sadly box themselves into these standards and well some people their inspiration can't be boxed and they still function well but i think it's very limiting to it's not a bad thing to aim for some of these things that the current standards are poetry but well it depends it depends on what you're doing poetry for in the first place i guess if if you're poetry career is for you to feed yourself and your family you have to publish you have to put out money generating material do you understand so it, it depends on what the individual's drive for poetry is and their their niche i guess because some people are paper poets as they call them some people are performance poets they, they haven't put the pen to paper to write anything to submit or anything so yeah, everybody has their own niche, and the reason you want to continue it is, I think, it's to define your standards for the longest. And if you try to fit into something that is not your calling, I guess something that you can't function in, it's so you can only hold off for so long before you you lose it. You you won't be able to maintain that standard. So yes, people are different, and I just. I like seeing unconventional poets. And also, I'm grateful for performance poets, paper poets, and poets of all sorts 
that put their work out it's it's probably the only reason why we can have these standards yes so if there's nothing to read or nothing to listen to because somebody doesn't want to be conventional i guess we would all never know yeah so i'm grateful people that actually can function in those spaces and sustain that standard writing publishing and all that but i just i'm worried about the quality and not just quantity of i don't know i don't want to know how many poems you publish or how many times your work has appeared in this review or that anthology or how many albums you've quality is what is going to keep you so people just write and they have so much they have so many poems ah every day i just got published in this i just go I, you just go read and yeah yeah so quality is important there are people that have only published maybe two poems in their entire lifetime they don't have a book and you remember see the the how you know poetry or your poem is a quality poem it's when people that are not even aligned with poetry they're not familiar with poetry can remember your poems can remember like very everyday people can remember your that i think that's poetry for me it's not it's not if this poet knows my poem or this poet community knows me it's when like everyday people can relate to your poetry so when you put out work that has not reached it's just in in a circle of people and you're only known by a circle of people, circle of poets, or poets, poets, poets. No, I don't think it's... So I think people should focus on reaching everyday people and just... Uh, standards will change. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you, you understand what I'm trying to say, so yeah. Yes, yes, I completely agree with you. And then for... I like what you said about how people box themselves into things. You don't really have to have a standard. And then it's true that if you want to feed yourself, like you said, um, from poetry, how do you um, say you're not going to publish anything, you're not going to do anything? You have to because you have to make money from it. From it. So that brings me to another question. Um, you, do you write for passion just because you love writing and you write when you get inspiration it's something that's your passion something that you like but then you have other means of making money like i was i was going to ask you whether you write and you you are actually working as an aircraft engineer and how you balance your time between both of those things so why do you write like what inspires you to write what drives you to write do you want to make money out of it or you just want to simply just want to write because you enjoy doing it and do you work uh to find other means of income because you can't since you're currently not making money from it there has to be something that you're doing <laughs> if i was writing poetry for money i'm sure my bio would be longer <laughs> so yeah i don't write poetry for money yeah i know there are people that do respectfully speaking and and i know it's it's i know i know the process it takes me to even start then complete a single poem and i can't imagine what it takes people that write 
I can't imagine. So yeah, it's poetry for me right now is born out of emotions and pain, joy, every single emotion you can think of. And like I said earlier, you can't, I can't force it to come out so I can milk it whenever I want. Yeah, it's like a season. There has to be stirring of the waters for me to write. So <laughs> if I <laughs> if I want to survive on waiting for stirring of the waters, <laughs> I'll probably create a GoFundMe account. Yeah, so I do a lot of other things, aviation related, and also business related. But it's thing is I can't. No matter what I try to do, I can't take out. The, I can't take the writing away. I can't. I can't shut it off. Yes, I can't. It's never been about money for me, so it's not something I'm frustrated with. I'm not impatient with the process. It's. It's just there. It's like I said. It's a. It's a final process. The final step in healing mostly for me so it's it's like a personal ritual that people people get to see the end of and whenever you see anything i write or 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 publish i hope people can look at it and say oh okay she has healed from this because that's what it actually is it's just if i write this just know that it's not pinning me again or it's not I'm documenting this experience or yeah it's just for me it's really personal it's not anything it's not money making avenue of any kind but the money comes this is there sometimes people appreciate you for your work and I'm glad for organizations and bodies that actually pay people whatever they pay as an appreciation for their time their work their creativity it's it's actually encouraging. Money is encouraging. It, it is, but yeah, it's not about the money for me. It's about healing. It's about letting go. It's about making memories. It's just it's a lot of personal things that eventually gets out in the open. So yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to add. I also make money from writing, but not personal writing. I freelance and ghostwrite sometimes and most of the time actually. Yeah, so I do a lot of things around writing and around but poetry, anything poetry is personal. I I can work like a machine if I have to write if I if I converted my work rates for freelancing and writing for other people into my own personal poetry. Ah, I'm sure I'm, I would have given a speech at Biden's inauguration by now. So yeah, it, it's, it's just that's the thing. When it comes to me or my writing, I have to. There's a process to it. But for other things, writing related that are not personal, I know I can write. Though if it's that one, I can write. So yeah, it's just the contrast is telling, and I I I, I appreciate the process. I'm not impatient with it. Yeah, I can. I think it goes to show that it goes to show that I can write. Yeah, if I want to, but the quality comes from the patience.
patience with the process for me yes yeah i can completely understand sometimes when it's so hard to write when you're not um when you're not when you're writing for yourself you want it it's like that's why writing sometimes you can call it like your brainchild you don't want you want it to be perfect because it's like making a child or making a baby so when you write for um yourself you you dote on it you want to make sure it comes out of your head perfectly and then even if it doesn't you take time editing and you're still scared to show it to people because you don't want people to criticize it or judge it it's like maybe your child has something wrong with it and then you don't want people to see that child you just want to protect it so that the child doesn't um feel bad or you don't feel bad because it's something that you gave birth to you took time making so um i can completely understand and um i wanted to ask do you think and then we're talking about conventional poetry and then how um poetry isn't really because the world is evolving and because of social media um things are changing when it comes to publishing in terms of what publishing is and what how publishing works so do you think the internet and social media contribute to the well-being of poetry yes indeed the internet is like a giant library it's like a it's like one big flash drive and it's it's been such a blessing because it's preserved the works of current poets and even the older ones so we have access to so much in the sphere of poetry because of the internet and it's not just poetry it's a memory book for a lot of other things and we'll be here for a long time so apart from keeping memories it's also very helpful in publicity we've been privileged to hear the work, the works from even grassroots poets in some countries because of the internet. And many people have heard our work because of the internet. Places where our feet could never take us, the internet has helped us reach and it has reached us. So, yeah, it's such a blessing. Grateful for the blessing of the internet and social media in general. Yeah. I feel like the internet is really, like you said, it's a blessing because there's so much things that you can get that would be much more difficult to find in a library. And then you could just sit down at home and you just type it into the into the search engine and then you find a lot of information, a lot of very accurate information. That's the thing. So um, people don't really understand the power of the internet, but then... I think for a lot of young writers, upcoming writers, the internet is basically hope. And then it gives them confidence because you post your poem on the internet and then you get 10 likes, 12 likes, 20 likes. If you get up to, say, a thousand likes, you've not been accepted into a journal. But then it's validation. It's like, yes, people like my writing and it's good enough. So you're confident that, yes, I can write because people... An audience likes it. People clap for it. People enjoy it. People, and then isn't that the point of poetry? And then uh, this brings me to a question: Why uh, of how of political poetry? I don't know if you write po- political poetry, but then if you write political poetry, um, do you believe that poets are tools for revolution, or poets are people who are 
uh, meant to write for change, for all of that? Or do you just believe that poets just write, they talk about their stories, and then this is just how... And then if it causes a revolution or if it documents something that is revolutionary, it doesn't really matter because this is just what they're doing. They're just writing. They're just telling their stories. They're telling other people's stories. Uh, yeah, I think uh, poetry is a very important tool for revolution. And so poetry, you can call poets prophets sort of kind of they are in in a weird way they are and a lot of we've witnessed or been able to relieve a lot of revolutions that have happened in this world through poetry and i think it's one of the peaks of any poet's uh, career in court to be able to create something that lives on because they caused or sparked the revolution. So, political poetry, yes, if you want to call it that, it's a very important part of people. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's, it transcends even the poet. It's a very important part of a nation's uh, history. Yeah, because how are you going to know no you? Yeah, let's use us. How would we know? about MLK and uh, apartheid and every other thing that happened that's happened so far in history every revolutionary thing that's happened if there weren't any poets if there weren't any writers yes yeah. so think of 10 years 20 years from now and look at everybody right now documenting this nation's history through poetry and you'd be grateful for the the people that have frozen memory so to say in writing so yeah it's a very very important and powerful tool in any nation's history thank you for joining us jasmine we've come to the end of this episode but before we leave i would like for you to perform any piece that you can i don't know i didn't prepare you for it but then i hope that you came with a piece along or you could read something for us sure this Poem is titled I'm something I've performed it a couple of times, uh, maybe three times so far. Uh, yeah, so enjoy. I am something. I am made of inches and meters of brown skin, stretching over mountains and hills and speed bumps occasionally. Something. If you part my legs, you'll find a one-way street that takes heads both ways on some days I am an oven. Born from blood and bone to bear blood and bone, magic. From the longest strand of hair on my head to dead skin on my toes, I am music you might hear but never listen to. Fire you were raised to tame. I am something. A milestone. A trophy, a first place badge that has no identity until my hips are ready to sway to you. Knees kissing red sand, hands cupping a flask of palm wine to your lips as I take your last name. You claim my body is not my temple, you tell me it is not my own and I hear you. 
from behind the raffia curtains, haggling on how many bags of rice are worthy to be exchanged for me, trade by butter. And my father's brothers will conclude that it is a fair bargain to pluck a flower from the family garden for some new bottles of booze to boost their wine collection. So, my mother will do two things. One, she'll pry my hands open and press into them commandments like tablets and the prescription will say it is okay if your fist kiss my face once in a while and if by chance i find my teeth and voice on the floor i should throw them on the roof and pray they grow back trade by batter so i shut my eyes and swallow two she will make me a second layer of skin from band-aids medicine before death she will tell me it's something she will tell me to be grateful if you come to me drunk at night and peel the clothes off my body she will tell me to hold your vomit and be thankful for the roof over my head and the leash on my finger and the scars on my back and heart because some women don't even get to have scars she says it will come around i think she was trying to tell me something girl child after girl child my clothes will come off much faster in a couple of months your mother will call at dawn to say she's tired of waiting for suns to rise and that she dreamt that i camped on the family roof the last night she will not be lying i only went to find my voice i am something my hips were not made for your hands my knees were not created to surrender you will not force my back to bear your burdens. I am not your savior. I will not save you from yourself. I am something. Someone. Magic. Music you heard but should have danced to. Fire you could never ever tame. I am a woman. Okay, I hope you can hear my snaps. Well, thank you so, so much for coming. Thank you for joining us, Jasmine. I really, really wish we had more time to talk and more time. And I'm sure everybody, like our listeners are like hoping to listen to more, but then that's all the time we have, guys. I'm hoping that you would agree to have like another, come on for another episode where we can talk about a lot more than we have today. Uh, I don't know if you'd agree to that, but then... Thank you for joining us, Jasmine. I hope you have a lovely day. Goodbye. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I think this is officially my first podcast feature. So, yay. Thank you, Aisha. I look forward to being on the show some other time. So, yes. Have a nice day. And thank you to everyone that stayed this long, stayed till the end. Hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Bye. So that was me in conversation with Jasmine Jade. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to bring her back to the Poet Box series. But for now, goodbye.